You're listening to Up Your Brave on RCR, Reality Check Radio. Hello, hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Up Your Brave show. And today we're talking about communication. I'm so thrilled to introduce our next guest, the amazing Gemma Celeste. We are going to be diving into the topic of expressing your authentic self. Gemma is a personal style coach and a singer and songwriter and a longtime friend of mine. I'm so thrilled to have her on the show. Welcome, Gemma. Thank you so much for having me on. It's a pleasure to uh, be interviewed by you, Natalie, the great, the legend that is. <laughs> oh, thank you. Well, you know, it's interesting because you guys can't see us, but um, we are two redheads. Yes, we are. In fact, mm-hmm. during the very first lockdown, I always tell this story when people, I say to people, well, Gemma is my style icon. So during the very first lockdown, I, and I, for many years in the lead up, I just really loved red hair. Like I was mm-hmm. really wanted to have red hair, but I never had the courage to do it. And during the first lockdown, Gemma put up this video where she had blonde hair, like I did. And then she swung around in the chair and suddenly she had colored her hair red. And I was like, that's it. I'm doing it. Like, honestly, (laughs) this lockdown has shown me that life is too short and we have to do what we feel called to do. So she's my style icon. And interestingly, today, we're going to talk a little bit about style, about how you show up, energetically, visually, and all the things. So Gemma, before we dive into the topic, I would love a little bit of backstory from you on like, how have the last three years been for you? Good question. Um, It's been a roller coaster like it has for everybody, but um, I'm always an optimistic and I always like to see the silver lining. Um, For me being uh, in the entertainment industry and being a performer, I was very heavily affected by the mandating rules. Um, As someone that didn't want to get the jab, I was forced to uh, look at other avenues of of getting an income. Um, So it made it very difficult for me, especially as someone that loves to connect with people through song, through dance, uh, through style. And it really made me have to kind of look at other avenues of how to express myself um, so yeah, it was very difficult in, in that sense, but the silver lining on the outside, um, on the, sorry, on the coming out of, of COVID and being mandated was it really helped me to recognize what my unique selling points are as a performer, as a singer, and really step into doing a lot more solo work, um, because the industry has changed. There isn't as, as much money in it. Um, so I've actually found myself being busier in the aftermath of it because, uh, there's not enough money to pay for four, five, six-piece bands, but a solo or a duo act is a lot more affordable. Um, it also allowed me to look at my repertoire of songs and all the music that I do and really broaden and open that up and document. I have over 400 songs actually physically written down that I can sing, um, but I do a lot more than that. Um, so it really made me look, yeah, look at at myself and my gifts and my talents and um, really honed my craft during that lockdown time with all the extra time that I had. Oh, I also went viral. Uh, We did, uh, my uh, business partner and I, at the time we created some comedy videos. We did a video called We Want KFC. It went viral, 75,000 hits in three days. Uh, We had all this time on our hands, so we just got a lot more creative. Um, So there was a lot of beauty that that came out of it um, amongst all of the chaos. Well, yeah, a couple of silver linings, but some definitely some challenging times. And I think mm. you set up a Twitch channel as well, didn't you? 
Yes, I did set up a Twitch channel. It's so hard to remember all the things I achieved. So yes, I now live stream every week on Twitch. Um, it's very much like a live broadcast where people can come in and, and engage with you. They can request songs. You can talk to them live on air, but you don't have to always be engaged. It's like having the radio in the background or the TV in the background. So I now engage with people globally, um, sing songs, take requests, have a chat and just, it's kind of like my own little reality TV show online. So yes, that was also birthed during, during COVID as well. Um, so thanks for reminding me of that. Nice. Okay. Well, for those of you that haven't met Gemma or you've never heard of her before, Gemma Celeste describes herself as an expressionist. Her sole purpose and mission is to help people express themselves through singing, dancing, and self-image coaching, interaction, and workshops. Gemma is an intuitive and interactive performer and has been entrancing audiences with her vo vocal, uh, with her voice locally and internationally for over 20 years. Her ability to engage and interact with her audience is what makes her stand out as an entertainer. Gemma also helps people to express themselves through style and image coaching, helping her clients recognize, harness, and reach their full potential by discovering their unique style, personality, body shape, and colors to express themselves and exude confidence on a daily basis in every situation. So I really want to dive into some of that stuff, Gemma. I know there's a lot of people out there, well, many, many people, who are really going through um, an evolution of sorts in terms of like, mm. who am I, you know, questioning who they are, questioning how they want to show up in the world. And I don't just mean fashion, I mean, mm. energetically, um, mm. and really wanting to express themselves, you know, some people are speaking their truth more than ever before, or being more, um, maybe more outgoing than ever before, or maybe being more hermit or reclusive than ever before, because they're, mm. they're tapping into who they want to be and who they feel like being not just what everyone expects. So with that being said, can you share with us a little bit around, you know, what is what is the art of expression and how do we effectively and authentically express ourselves? Sure. Um, well, the art of expression is also the art of letting go of judgment of yourself and of others. It's um, to express yourself is to truly love yourself. And because we are all beautifully unique and we should all celebrate that. So loving yourself for who you are as you are right now. And as you said, sometimes people don't know who they are. Um, so also to be um, the art of expression is getting comfortable with the uncomfortable. So basically stepping out of your comfort zone and stepping into your fear and embracing it. So finding comfort and being uncomfortable. So how I would describe that, for example, dancing and singing is a really wonderful way to express yourself. But unfortunately, a lot of people say to me, oh, I don't know how to dance or I don't know how to sing. Now, music is the frequency of love and music does not judge you. The only people that are judging you nine times out of 10 are yourself. And the great thing about music is it's a, it's a feeling practice. It's not a thinking, thinking practice. So I say to people, if you really just want to let go and express yourself, um, put on a really amazing high vibe frequency song or a song that just kind of gets you out of your head and into your body and just let go and just feel it and just sing and dance like no one is watching because there is no right or wrong way to sing or dance. It's all a perception. So, for example, when I go to a festival, what I love the most is, is seeing a band on stage, for example, or a DJ, and then I'm looking around the sea of people and everyone is receiving that mu music in a completely different way. Some, someone's down low feeling the bass. Someone's got their arms waving up high, 
feeling, you know, feeling the trebles, whatever it might be. But there's no right or wrong way to to feel that emotion or feel that frequency. I so just want to jump in there because some people would think, oh my gosh, I would even at a, you know, at a fest, yes, okay, dancing by myself in my room, but at mm. a festival, they would just be self-conscious, I imagine, some people, mm. that mm. other people would judge or watch them. I guess you're saying just immerse yourself in the moment and not worry about it? 100%. Um, especially at a festival, because that's the beauty of festivals is why people go, because there it, there normally isn't any judgment. That Most of the judgment is on yourself. Um, and those of you that are judging you, if they are, that's their problem. That's their perception. Normally, it's a jealousy thing. I find, um, look, when you stand in your in your vulnerability and you always show up as your authentic self, you're being brave and vulnerable in your expression. And it's not always easy to do that. Um, but when you're being authentically yourself, you actually inspire others. And just like you said with me, putting out that post of me dyeing my hair, it inspired you to do the same. I was brave. I was vulnerable. I took a leap. I dyed my hair. I put it out for everyone to see. And look what happened. It inspired you to do the same. So it's sort of reframing how you see yourself and how you show up in the world because you may be an, an inspiration for many, many other people around you, but you wouldn't even realize that you're doing that, if that makes sense. It, it's funny because I remember I saw you on the weekend and I think your partner asked me like, how, you know, how's life going with red hair? And I said, I feel like it really feels like me. Like people are blown away when they, mm -hmm. they realize I'm not a natural redhead. Um, yes. And I say, oh, I'm actually blonde, but um no, I feel like it's the real me and I feel like mm. I can be and I've had to be or I've chosen to be more vocal <laughs> and yep. more fiery over the last three years. So it's it's in full alignment that I'm, you know, I just I really feel like the true version of myself. I feel very mm. confident with the the red hair. I love it. Um, yeah, it's interesting how something like that, which feels so surface material, just the color of your hair, can mm. actually make a difference. Can you comment on that in terms of either hair or clothing and things like that? 100%. I totally agree. When Same for me. When I dyed my hair, I was the same as you. I was blonde and I was always very drawn to redheads. I Just something about it and, and the uniqueness of it. And I felt exactly the same when I dyed my hair. I was like, ah, oh, okay, I feel like me. This is totally me. And as as time has gone on, I'm now very, very fiery bright. Um, yeah, you're and like you got to be. You're on the stage, though. I'm just yeah. on the radio. <laughs> <laughs> but it's also my person. It's my personality. And the interesting thing is, no jokes. Every single day, without fail, that I walk out my house and I go to the supermarket, or I go to the dairy, or I go anywhere, I get at least one person come up to me and say, "Oh, I love your hair." Or I wish I could dye my hair that color. Or I yeah. just, I just, I love your hair all the time, and it makes me sit there and go, "Okay, this is interesting. Why do people feel compelled to tell me this? Um, not when I was blonde. Not when I was a different shade of this color. And I think it's their way of sort of celebrating. Hey, I, you know, I see that you're, you're being yourself. I totally see you, and they feel safe to tell me that. And the interaction that normally happens is, you know, it makes them feel good to compliment me. It feels great to get the compliment. But, you know, especially if they say, oh, I wish I could do that. And I'm like, well, you can go home and think about what it is that made you want to compliment me and change something within yourself. Um, and it can be as simple as, yeah, dyeing your hair, putting on. Um, I mean, if, here's an, another example with your clothing. I mean, how does everyone feel when you're sitting around at home and you're going to watch a movie? You put on your comfies, you put on your hoodie and your tracksuit 
and you feel all comfy, right? Now, you're not going to go out and, and go to a business meeting wearing that, or you're going to go to an awards event because you're wearing your comfies. But if you were going to go to a job interview, for example, you'd put on a, a beautiful suit or something that makes you feel powerful, or you wear red because it's a powerful color. So there's this kind of shape-shifting and change. Um, I kind of liken it to being a magician. You really have the power to harness who you are inside authentically on the outside with how you show up in the colors you wear and the clothes that you wear and the color of your hair. But it's identifying that and understanding who you are with experimentation is a a huge part of it. And not being worried about being judged because all that matters is your opinion of yourself. And that comes down to self-love. Yeah. It, it's so funny. You know, I, I love, I, I, most people know I love op shopping. I love clothing, but all of mine's like pre-love eco geek clothing. Um, and I love sequins and I love jackets. But one time I remember I went to my daughter's room and I'm like, okay, I'm just heading out. She's like, mom, are you wearing that? It's, it looks like leftovers. So she told me my outfit looked like leftovers, um, which is quite funny, but I, yeah, I definitely wear the comfy clothes. And then I'll, if I'm going out, I have a couple of things that I'll, I'll definitely try, but I like to stand out. I tell my daughter, Mm. why would you want to look like everyone else? Like, that's why I've never understood fashion. Mm. And I probably never purchased a designer brand because I just do not agree with any of that and never have. So I'm just like, why would you, why would you pay tons of money? To look like mm. everyone else. Like it just mm. never made any sense to me. Well, it's also, it's not what you wear, it's how you wear it. Now, there's a very different um, distinction between style and fashion. So, fashion is what's coming out every three months, you know, summer, winter, autumn, et cetera. That's the current fashion. But style is how you wear it. So, that's, you know, so you could put on a, a dress and kind of go, oh, God, it's just not right, doesn't feel right. Um, I could put on that exact same dress and it could just be wow on me and the way I style it or the way I dress it up. Um, but it could be the exact same piece of clothing. And same as you, I love op shops. I love, um, I, I I call it hunting for treasure. <laughs> and for me, um, there's there's actually, you know, clothing has an energy attached to it as well. So when I go into an op shop, I'm normally quite drawn. It might be a color or something that will just take me over to the section or that particular piece of clothing. And fortunately, because I know how to teach people how to dress for their body shape, I could pick up a piece of clothing and go, okay, this is round neck. That's not going to work for me. I'm a, I need to be wearing V-neck or oh, it's yellow. Um, that's my favorite color. But if I put a belt on it, that's going to work. So this is the kind of stuff that I teach. Um, but the interesting thing is, is when we went to your networking event, uh, Natalie, you asked everyone to bring an item of clothing and wear it, wear it that they hadn't for a while. And your friend, uh, Elisa came and she was wearing a dress. And I remember thinking, oh, she looks great in that. But the entire time she was sitting there, I could see her pulling at it. She was pulling and tugging and I could tell she was uncomfortable. And I, I asked her, I said, oh, you're a bit uncomfortable in that dress, aren't you? And she said, yeah. She's like, I used to love this dress. And now I I don't know why, but I just don't like wearing it. And I said, when was the last time you you wore it? She said, ah, when I was dating my ex-husband. I said, well, that's the reason, because there's an energy attached to that dress. There's a memory attached to it. And she was like, oh, my gosh, that makes so much sense. So I said, well, this is the time to give that piece away, donate it to charity so that someone else can love that piece and it can form and have a new home and a new memory for someone else. So sometimes it's it's something you're not even aware of as to why something doesn't feel right because it's an energetic um, reasoning, not not just a visual. And that that comfort and mm. translates into confidence. Like if someone is not comfortable Absolutely. because either the material is scratchy or they feel like mm. their skirt is too short or 
it's just an outfit that they would never wear. It just feels so not them. It, mm. it translates in how they show up, how they connect with people or usually don't connect with people. Yeah, um, 100%. What do you, like, do you, when you, do you encourage people to think outside the box? Because everyone always goes and grabs the usuals, right? Their usual color, the usual style. Do you, do you encourage people to like try something totally different and then sometimes they, they actually embrace it? Absolutely. Um, so when I work with, with my clients, you know, there's a, there's a whole, um, form that they fill out for me to get an idea of their style personality. So for example, Natalie, your favorite color might be yellow, but you can't handle anything scratchy and itchy on your skin. So for example, so you might, so I might find you a top and even if it's your favorite color, you're like, no, no, that doesn't feel right on me. But there might be other people that are like, I don't care. Yellow is my favorite color and I don't care if it itches me. If that makes sense, so it's finding out what feels right for them on so many levels. But what I have am very good at doing is putting together outfits and things that they wouldn't normally put together, like colors or designs or patterns. And they're normally quite surprised. And I have to push people sometimes. They're like, "Oh no, I don't think that's going to work." I'm like, "Just trust me. If you can trust me, we'll think outside the box." And nine times out of ten, they go, "I would never have put those colors together or that together. I absolutely love it." So it needs a little bit of coaching, someone to push their boundaries a little bit because I can see what they can't see. And this is kind of what life is like in general. Like they all, people always say, if only you could see how beautiful I see you, how, how you know, someone says, oh, I'm this or I'm that or I'm fat or I'm, or I'm ugly or, and other people going, no, you're not. Like, I think you're beautiful. I think your body's amazing. Um, our own self-perception can be so warped. Sometimes it takes someone on the outside looking in to go, hey, actually, you know, these things are actually your best qualities. Well, along those lines, I'd love it if you could walk us through like a little bit of your own journey, you know, where, where, how did you, have you always been super confident? Did you, was it a journey and experience for you to work through and now you've, you're turning around and helping other people to fully express themselves? Oh yeah. Um, no, I definitely haven't always been confident in all areas. Um, so as an example, from a clothing perspective, when I moved to the UK at 21, 21 years old, um, I got what they called the Heathrow injection. So I gained like three stone. I gained six, 12, 18 kilos, a lot of weight. And I found myself wearing black all the time, all the time. And I was so depressed and so sad because I felt heavy and overweight and I wasn't myself. And then I realized I was like, I miss color. I, I, I was like, I'm not expressing myself and something was missing so I continued to keep wearing black but I very much fell in love with accessories so I got obsessed with bright colorful bags and shoes and necklaces and bracelets and earrings and that was where I found I could express myself and I was like oh okay there's something in this um, and as time went on, I, I added colors back into my wardrobe and I started to recognize, you know, so some days, for example, I might have a fat tummy day and then I look at my body and go, okay, but I've got really nice legs. So I will cover up my stomach with, you know, a, a black top, for example, or a floaty top, but I'm going to wear a short skirt because my legs look really good today. But on a different day, I might think my legs look bigger and my stomach looks really flat. So then I, I highlight that part of my body. So, and even now, like I still am not a hundred percent confident in, in myself, but I know how to express myself in the clothes that I wear. So, um, that's the knowledge that I impart onto my clients is to love yourself for who you are as you are right now, because it's a lot of it's in the mind. 
And every day is different. And especially for women, especially around that time of the month where we're more bloated or, you know, we're having babies and many various things. Um, and then from a from a singing point of view, the interesting thing is, is I was very confident most of my childhood. But then, at, then when I came into my teenage years, I actually got a lot of jealousy. And I still kind of get that a little bit now. Um, but there's a lot of envy that comes with being a singer and having a talent and I would get, oh, well, you're too loud or you're such a show off Gemma or you think you're all that because you're always singing. And I'm like, I, I, I honestly didn't think I was any good. Okay. So it's on the receiving end. On the receiving end. Right. Yes. Yes. So, and I still have, I sometimes am on stage and I may look amazingly confident and wow, she's up there doing this that, and the other. And I still have an inner dialogue in my head going, Okay, here, Gemma, here comes the high note. Or is it any good? Why aren't they clapping? I've got this inner dialogue going, but I have to remind myself that, you know, when I show up and I be brave and I be vulnerable on stage and I sing and I dance, it allows other people to feel safe to do the same and it inspires them to get up and sing and dance. And as you've seen me do, I work with a wireless microphone and, yeah, and I'll see people. Yeah, I work the room and and I can see people that are sitting there really wanting to get up and dance and I'll grab their hand and I'll pull them onto the dance floor and I'll, you know, if I can take away people's cares or woes for one song, one hour, one moment, um, then I've done my job because music is the frequency of love and I'm there to spread joy um, and it's bigger than me. So, you know, it may look like I'm I'm all confident all the time, but I'm I'm not. I'm I'm battling just as much. I just have a different level of expression. It's, you know, because I've got the the talent and the and the years of experience. And this is what I'm always trying to um pass on to others as well. Cause you can't re you can't um relate yourself to other people's level, if that makes sense. It does. You know, one of the things I wanted to loop back to, you talked about strangers coming up to you and complimenting your hair. Um I, I don't get that, but I do get, um, I did get a lot of people messaging me over the past few years saying, oh my goodness, you're so courageous, you know, speaking your truth. Or I saw your video where you're sitting in the car on Facebook mm. and they'd say things like, I wish I had the courage to do that, or I would love to do that, but I honestly can't handle the pushback, you know? So they, mm. they kind of commend me and then acknowledge that they would love to do that, but it's it basically was too dangerous of an environment. Um, I would like to think that the environment has shifted, has changed, where people now can more confidently kind of come out of the shadows or speak their truth a little more. Do you see people expressing themselves? I mean, generally speaking, but more around the kind of, you know, truth or questioning things area. Do you see more of that authentic expression lately? Yes, I, I do think so. I think there was obviously a time when it was very segregated, very black and white, and there was so much fear around speaking your truth, even to your best friend or your mum or your dad, um, for fear of being judged. I do feel now there's there, there seems to be more... Um, even just like a little bit of comedy around it. It's like people seem to be able to say things with a bit of um, sarcasm laced in it, or if, if that makes sense, or they're just feeling a little safer to to speak their truth, not just around COVID, just in life in, in, in general and setting safer boundaries for themselves and speaking up. Um, and I even think, you know, just with 
you know, let's look at the, you know, the LGBTQ community and the sort of non-binary and, and gender and all that and depression. Just I think things are being spoken about more in general um, with with less judgment, which is making people feel a little bit safer to speak, which is a fantastic thing. And I think people, are, I feel like people are pulling people up more if they are being judgmental, which is also yeah, It's, a it's an interesting time because just with what you mentioned there, um, I mean, some people, you know, would say to me like, but Nat, you're so for people fully upping their brave and being who they are and expressing themselves. And I say, mm-hmm. yes, I am. However, what I'm not for is young, impressionable people being convinced or coerced mm. that they're not the gender that they, you know, that they were born mm. with mm. and maybe being sold or told that, you know, there's a, there's a solution and, and mm. you'll be so happy mm. if you, if you, you know, transition. So mm. I'm very wary of that. And in fact, mm. I'm going to be doing an episode called keeping kids safe, which will cover a whole host of things, including um, gaming and internet and all sorts. Um, so uh, for me, when it comes to self-expression, yes, it's up your brave, express who you are, the true you. However, I'm very wary, cautious, concerned about society when young, impressionable teenagers are being encouraged on TikTok, TikTok mm-hmm. and possibly in the school environment, um, especially when they're craving community and connection. Yes. Uh, I don't know if you want to talk on that, but I've definitely wanted to express that to my audience. I think it's great you're going to do a whole segment on on that. And the big big keyword is is safety, is feeling safe in in any environment to express yourself. And I actually did a post the other day, reposted a video um, of a transgender man who was speaking out about exactly what you're saying about the the fear of them being um, impressionalized. There's it's so hard because there's two sides of the coin, right? Um, and I think um, because so for my granddad, for example, was a drag queen. He's one of the first drag queens in New Zealand. He's actually in the Te Papa Museum. So he was closeted for many years. Um, he didn't transition, but he, you know, dressed up as, as a man, but he came out as an adult, um, which is which is beautiful and amazing. And that's a form of expression, right? <clears throat> and I know of an, another child that in his younger years, around eight years old, you know, wanted to, thought he was a girl, wanted to be a girl, didn't go through any of the hormone therapy um, which I don't agree with as a child is, is having any of any changing things too much or a surgery because they're still developing. Um, but he actually changed um, school, came out as a changed his name, was a girl for a few years and then hit puberty and decided, actually, no, I want to be, I'm, I am, I am a boy and I'm, I'm, I want to go back to being called my original name. And he was so grateful for that experience that he'd, he'd gone through that, but he was also very grateful. He didn't go on the hormone replacement therapy. He didn't have the surgery, but his mother, you know, guided him through that process. Um, but there definitely, I think it is worrying the, the, what you're saying. Yeah. The um, pushing on, on the young generation. I think it's, it's good to explore, but, not be coerced is yeah is, and it comes back i think to us being able to ask questions mm. just like with the jab situation like hey is this really a good idea it's like oh no you, you can't question that you know we're having a lot of repeat so i mm. think it, again it's a great reminder for us as a society let's not fall victim to the division the mm. intentional segregation as such um let's just you know let's just come together and support people, but we don't have to coerce them or convince them. And especially no. we don't have to encourage 12 year olds to take puberty blockers w- without their parental 
awareness or consent. So no, more on I, that later, everyone. Obviously, I've got definitely. a lot of lot to say on that. But um, mm-hmm. yeah, I'd love to tune yeah. into that show for sure. There's. <laughs> So by the way, everyone, if you're listening to us, um, as you probably know, you can text in with some of your questions or some of your perspectives. 2057 is the free number to text, or you can email us inbox at realitycheck.radio with some of your views. I'd love to know what have you done in the past year to express yourself more authentically? We would love Mm -hmm. to hear. And if you've got questions for Gemma, she'll tell you in a few minutes how to uh, how to get in touch and contact her. Um, Gemma, I'd love to ask you if, if you've got specific guidance or tips for our audience around um, expressing themselves. Sure. Um, so some things I've already touched on and weaved into the conversation, um, but I think this particular point can relate to what we were just talking about as well, is, um, is I would love everyone to look at every situation and encounter with people with kindness awareness, compassion, and without judgment, because you really never know what is happening in someone else's life. And everyone's perception of the world is different based on their life experience. And if we were all more mindful and less judgmental, we would all feel safer to express ourselves more authentically and freely. So basically, you know, putting yourself in other people's shoes, um, because it's, life is hard, you know, there's, there's no easy road. Um, so if we could all just yeah, just be a little more kind and compassionate and, and, and less judgy and also less judgy on ourselves. Um, and I always say, you know, you're only capable of accusing someone of doing something that you're capable of doing yourself or have done or judging someone. Normally you judge people on this, the very thing that you're judging yourself on. Um, so look at the way you're judging yourself and judging others and try and reframe it, you know, turn every negative belief or, or saying into a positive. I love that. So um, drop the judgment and yeah. uh and things will be easier, better. Yeah, absolutely. Because it's it's a it's a fear-based mindset. It's totally a fear-based mindset. Um in terms of uh from a clothing wardrobe perspective, um, I would encourage everyone to go through their wardrobe. This is clothes, accessories, shoes, bags, whatever it might be. And if there's anything that you haven't used or worn for two years or more get rid of it because holding on to these items can be taking up very precious energy and space and basically keeping you stuck, especially if the clothes no longer fit you or have memories attached to them, as I spoke about earlier. Also, giving these items to charity will make you feel good knowing that they're going to a new home and they are also helping a cause at the same time. You may find that you'll go through your wardrobe and be like, oh, I haven't worn that in a while. Try it on because it might just have been shoved to the back. <laughs> um but nine times out of ten, so the two years or more rule is a good way to just declutter and you'll you'll just feel much lighter, trust me. Um, and, yeah, knowing it's going to a new home is, is always great. I used to organize these clothing swaps and I'd have the girls mm-hmm. over and everyone would just bring a couple of items that they, they really loved the item. It just wasn't for them anymore. Mm-hmm. And we would literally, like, hold them up or, like, try to sell them to each other, you know, in a, mm-hmm. like, this is such a gorgeous garment. And then people would be like, I'll try it. And the rule was you had to show us. <laughs> so they go into the other room. They come yeah. back. It was so much fun. And people ended up doing like just, you know, walking out the door with two or three new items that they were super excited about. The other mm-hmm. person was super happy because the items had found a new home. And um, and it was a fun social evening. So, hey, if anyone wants to take that idea and run with it, go for it. Absolutely. I mean, like just recently I gave a, a skirt to my friend that 
I've been trying to fit back into for years and, you know, literally didn't follow my own advice, had it sitting there for like, I don't know, six years or something. And I was like, you know what? Every time I looked at the skirt, it just reminded me that I couldn't fit into it. So I felt like crap. I was like, well, this is not serving me anymore. So I said to my best friend, I said, look, would you like to have the skirt? And now she wears it all the time. And I love seeing her wear it. And she's like, oh, I wore that skirt on a date and the boy kissed me and la, 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 la. And there's all these new memories attached to it. And it's like, okay, me giving that to her just has, has given it new life rather than looking at it going, oh, I can't fit into it anymore. And it being a negative um, experience. So again, it's that reframing um, piece. Nice. Um, so drop the judgment um, and yeah, let go of things that don't really fit you or, you know, they're a different, maybe they're a different version of you because we've all, like I said, we've all evolved over time. We have a different style. Absolutely. Um, But also try something new. Would you agree? Always try something new. Yeah. If you feel yourself drawn to something and it's that little voice in your head, like you and me always wanted to dye our hair red. There's a reason for that. That little voice is saying, Hey, I think this is going to light you up. This is going to make you happy. So if you see a top in a store and it's bright pink and you're like, oh, I can't wear that color. It's too bright or whatever it might be. Go and put it on because <laughs> you might be surprised at how it feels. So I think for me, for, you know, the, the key, the key point is get out of your head and get into your body. Um, you know, how does this feel on me? How does it feel to sing and dance? How does this top feel? Not, not about how you think it feels or how you think it's going to make you feel. I think this is the issue with um, humans in general. We're just too much in our heads and we're, we're not in our bodies. Um, you know, I think that's, that's the big piece. Um, and does it, does it, if it feels good, then, then wear it or do it. And who nice. cares what anyone thinks? Because it'll show. It will really show. I'm going to ask you in a minute my classic questions that I ask all my guests. Mm-hmm. Uh, before I do... I would love to know what is one of your favorite singing experiences, meaning like a gig that you had um, mm. that was just like one of your all-time favorites. Oh gosh, there's so many. <laughs> um, okay, this one that pops into my head um, again. It's, this is hugely around expression. So I was singing at a, a club in the Viaduct called Velvet, and. I'd actually brought along a box of props. So in this box were feather boas and hats and sunglasses and just lots of fun stuff. And I was watching this gentleman who was sitting at the bar and he was quite masculine. He was drinking by himself, drinking a beer, and I could see his toe tapping. So I was like, okay, he's enjoying the music, but the, you know, he didn't engage or even really look up at me or clap or anything like that but I was like okay he's engaged I've got I've got his attention there and there's a couple of times when I was um performing and I got off stage and I kind of went over to him and I gave him a little wink and he he kind of engaged back with me but I could feel this energy of like he wanted to get up and dance and be free but he he was scared so I was like okay I'm going to try something here so I grabbed one of the feather boas and I draped it over his neck and I and I kind of pulled him off his chair and started dancing with him. And and there was already other people on the dance floor wearing boas and hats and glasses. And I could see him looking at them kind of like, oh, I wish I could do that. So I kind of forced him to <laughs> grab, um, put the boa over his head, got him onto the dance floor. And oh, my goodness, this gentleman transformed into this like dancing diva. And he was spinning and twirling and just having so much fun playing with his feather boa, he went into character and he lost himself in the music. 
And it was just such a beautiful moment for me to see that I'd helped pull him out of his shell and create this other persona of him. And he even said to me afterwards, he was like, oh my God, he's like, I never dance. And he's, I'm too, I'm too afraid of what people think. So he said, thank you for seeing that. And you know, putting me into character. And he's like, I, I love that so much. And I was like, well, go go buy yourself a boa and do it more often at home in your bedroom. Um, but for me, that was just, I'd done my job. I had helped someone get out of their shell and just embrace having some fun. I love that. It, and it does, it shifts the energy. Like you said earlier, whether you do it mm. alone at your house or, or on the dance floor, mm. I do love getting on the dance floor, I got to say, but I'm very picky about my music. Um, mm. But luckily when you sing, because you do a lot of, you know, 80s and <laughs> 90s and stuff that I love and 70s. Um, so I'm going to ask you about the Up Your Brave. What is one thing that you um, have done, experienced, or navigated through in the past year where you truly upped your brave? Good question. <laughs> um, so the last three years, you know, have been testing, and I'm always on a journey of self-discovery. Um, so... I've been working with various people, um, so some different therapy modalities to kind of uncover and face some memories that shape and define me and who I am as a person. Um, I just really got to a point where I was like, all right, I'm tired of suffering from anxiety and overwhelm and negative thoughts and self-limiting beliefs um, that we all struggle with. And I invested um, emotionally, spiritually and financially to help me overcome uh, some of these issues and blocks to release tension, tension and help me express myself even more. That's been through uh, hypnosis, spiritual retreats, energy release therapy. Um, there's loads of different modalities and I'll never stop working on myself. Um, but through doing these things, um, it has allowed me to realize that I have something to give and I'm now currently working on creating some workshops called The Art of Expression. And eventually I think I want to write a book um, and an album called The Art of Expression. So, yeah, stepping into this sort of new space of creating a book <laughs> and workshops, which I've never thought of doing. Um, and, yeah, that's sort of quite exciting for me and scary. <laughs> that, that's so awesome. And I can tell from your face that it's really lighting you up. I mean, as we most of us know, you know, we're going through energetic change um, as a society, but also individually at the moment, and and it is important. My my other guest, uh, Penny, she's talk she talks a lot about you know doing the work, right? And it's like you are mm. you're doing the inner work. You you basically took the initiative to seek someone to help you through or different modalities, which I'm loving to mm -hmm. help you um, really find the true essence of you, and then to express that and to release what's not serving you from the past. Mm. So this is really a time where a lot of dramas and traumas are coming up for people. And we don't want them to drag people down. We'd love them to be able to process and release them. And, and that's exactly what you're doing. So that's awesome. Congratulations. Mm -hmm. I was going to ask you about bucket lists, but maybe you just said it. You just said something about, well, writing the book. Mm. That's a big one. Yeah, that's a that's a huge one. Um, it's never, never crossed my right mind to write a book, but in a sort of a spiritual uh, mo meditation moment, it just kind of dawned on me that um, – to communicate and to express is not just verbal. Um, it can be written, it can be visual, and it can be verbal as well. So how can I touch on all of those modalities? And it kind of just dawned on me um, that I don't have to sing everything. I can spoken word things. I can write things down um, because everyone learns in different ways. And what I'm excited about through eventually running sort of retreats and workshops is 
I will constantly keep evolving in my art of expression through my clients and their experiences. Um, and, you know, this is bigger than me. This is, I have, I feel, you know, my, my soul's purpose is to help people express themselves. That's what I'm here to do. And I have to keep showing up in, in my expression as well. And just something to say to everyone out there as well is don't be afraid to share your past and your traumas and your stories because um, it's amazing how much it makes other people feel safe to know that they're not alone. Um, I recently put a post out, you know, I was having a bit of a dark time. I was very low. I was having suicidal thoughts. I was depressed. I had anxiety. I just had all of the things and I shared it and I, you know, said to everyone, it's okay not to be okay. Um, and I rattled off a whole bunch of stuff. And the the response was amazing because the amount of people that were like, oh, I never thought someone like you would deal with depression. I never thought someone like you could have dark thoughts because you seem so happy and so vibrant and so all of these things. And um, I'm not all the time. <laughs> and it made me realize that what we put out on Facebook and on social media, et cetera, we're only just putting out the good stuff. And we need to put out the bad stuff as well because it makes – everyone feel connected and safe and like, okay, it's not just me. You know, everyone has um, self-limiting beliefs and dark thoughts and trauma and pain and everyone's version of it is different. Um, so I think the more we share and be honest and be vulnerable and share our truth and express ourselves, it'll, and it'll make others feel safer. And then there'll be less judgment. You know, there'll be way less judgment because people can go, oh, okay, I'm not alone. It's not just me. I think you're right. I mean, I, me and a whole bunch of friends attended a funeral last week and mm -hmm. it was a friend and we were really surprised. We were really surprised, but the world was just too heavy and too dark for him. And um, it's so tragic. And so one of the things, thank you for mentioning that, that I want to bring out from this interview is the power of asking for help in terms yes. of communication. Mm -hmm. So, And sometimes showing up as your authentic self is not showing up as the happy, friendly, positive, or whatever you're known for, because we're all known for certain things. I'm known for my energy and enthusiasm. And yes, that's so true. But sometimes I get fired up, right? Occasionally I get sad, but usually I get more angry than sad. But I think that you having the, the humility, the vulnerability, the courage to acknowledge that, you know, things are really tough for me right now. Uh, we love that because we don't, we'd rather that than you pretend everything's happy face. Mm -hmm. um, and you don't, and, and then it gets the better of you. So thank you for reminding our audience of that. No problem. I think, yeah, we all, all need to be reminded of that. And again, back to just kindness and compassion and awareness for, for your fellow human, because you just don't know what anyone's going through. Um, you really don't. And unfortunately it can, it can lead to tragedy. It can. You know, we had a, my husband and I had this discussion um, at the dinner table the other night and we called it, you know, you can't judge what you see in the parking lot. Mm -hmm. um, and just for some quick backstory, you know, he had looked, you know, there was some dad at the, at the school grounds or whatever with this super flash car. You know, my husband looks at him and he's like, oh, lucky for him, you know, fancy car. He just got, you know, just decided to buy it, whatever. Meanwhile, mm -hmm. we have this, like, we only have one car because my husband bikes to work and we, it's just this big family wagon. We call it the hippo. Anyway, <laughs> so my husband's thinking, oh, lucky for him with this flash car. And then he was telling me about it and I go, oh, well, you know, they're divorced. Right. And he's like, really? And so it, so basically it was like a metaphor is mm -hmm. like, you can't just judge people for what you see in the car park. If mm -hmm. you know what I mean. 
And Absolutely. it wasn't like this dad was pretending his life was amazing. It was my husband's interpretation of what he saw in the car park. So I think that's such a great reminder. No, we don't know what's going on in people's lives. And we can't mm-hmm. really just judge people by, quote unquote, what we see in the car park or whatever, what you see on Instagram, Facebook. But um, it's a good reminder. Everyone's got stuff going on because here's the thing. My belief is we are here to go through life. And I always make this little basket with my arms and I pretend I'm picking up things. Mm-hmm. And we go through life picking up experiences. That is all we're doing. And Mm. then we're processing them. And some of them are amazing. And some of them are shiny and lovely. And some of them are like grubby and gross, like, you know, experiences Mm. and that and learning from them. And we can't just judge someone by what we can see on the outside. Um, Absolutely. I think it all comes down to. Oh, sorry to interrupt. So um, perception as well I, I, is really stopping and questioning, especially when it comes to judgment. And a classic one is. Um, with me, with my singing, for example, I'll get two types of people and I've had it most of my life and I could be, you know, up there doing my thing and I'll look over and I'll, and I, I f- unfortunately predominantly get it from women and I'll look over and I'll have one woman that is, is scouring and I could see her maybe talking to her friends going, oh, she thinks she's so great and la 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 la. And then someone else going, oh, wow, she's amazing. I wish I could be more like that and and commend me. And, and admire me and oh well if she can do it I can do it now the one that's looking at me and judging me the problem is it's because I'm sparking something in them that they aren't doing themselves so they are looking at me with judgment because that's actually they're judging themselves because they can't do what they are what they really want to do if that makes sense yeah. um I've done it myself you know the other day I I saw a a, a woman wearing this really nice um, quite tight, sexy dress. And I was like, I, ha- I had this moment of wanting to judge her. Like she can't wear that. It's too sexy. And then I was like, no, you're just jealous, Gemma, because you don't have a body that, that, that looks like that to be able to wear a dress like that. So I caught myself in that moment because I, I did, I judged her, but it was actually me judging myself. So I would uh, implore everyone to look at when you do have those moments it's normally self-reflection and something you need to look at and look at that person and go, oh, good on her for wearing that because she can or because he can or because they can or good on them for having that fancy car. It's not luck. They've earned it and, and, and be inspired by that person rather than putting them down and judging them and then look at, okay, what have I got to look at myself here? Mm-hmm. I love that. I mean, the other the other thing I often do with judgment and jealousy, I had a guest a few weeks back, Lisa Black. She's amazing. She I interviewed her. Um, and I remember many, many years ago, she talked about jealousy being a gift because it shows us what mm. we want. Yes. And so I adapted that. And I, for years, I said, jealousy is like a beam of light shining mm. down on what you truly desire. Mm. Meaning, you know, some, and I work with people with their goals, right? And their business goals normally. But, um, and sometimes people go, oh, I don't really know what my goals are. I'm not really sure. And I'm like, well, like, think of someone or something that you're jealous of. And they're like, oh, well, my friend went to Fiji, like, lucky her, you know? I'm like, okay, so you want to go to, you want to go on a holiday to Fiji? And she's like, oh, yeah, I guess I do. Like, so mm-hmm. sometimes jealousy can actually help you to discover what you actually want, goals, truly yes. desire. Because it's basically showing you, you know, you're jealous of it. It's it's riling something up in you. So I think if we can turn that into a positive and help us to figure out, oh, okay, you going, oh, maybe I would love to have like a body that could rock that dress. Hmm. You know, oh, that's okay. Good. Thank you, universe, for highlighting that to me. I like your jealousy. Okay. Now what can, what empowered action can I take to, um, you know, to get that hot body or to get that Fiji holiday or whatever it 
whatever it might be. So I, I find that quite fascinating. So turn the judgment and jealousy into an opportunity to laser focus on what you truly desire. Exactly, which then in turn will help you to express yourself more authentically because the very thing that you judge is the very thing that you're not showing up and expressing. So, and I think this is the thing when people like, you know, I have a girlfriend of mine who um, she is actually used to be a professional dancer and she doesn't dance as much anymore because she judges how she dances. Um, and then she judges everyone else's dancing. And I'm like, so I said, well, the reason you think that everyone else is going to judge you when you dance is because you're judging everyone else when they're dancing. And it kind of made her go, oh, that's a good point. <laughs> um, so yeah, let go of the ju judgment, let go of the jealousy and yeah, and turn it into desire and goal setting and optimism and yeah, stepping into your true authentic self and yeah, just living your best life. Amazing. Well, speaking of living your best life, what is coming up for you and how can people connect with you online? Sure. Well, I am I'm always out and about in Auckland singing. So if any, very easy to find me, Gemma Celeste, pretty much across all of the socials. If you Google Gemma Celeste, I'm the only one, which is fab. <laughs> um, but if you find me on Instagram and Facebook, I'm always advertising where I'm going to be singing around Auckland. But this Sunday, I will be at my regular gig, 5 to 7 p.m. at a beautiful little bar called Pinchos in Oraki. Um, I have a monthly slot at Bamboo Tiger um, in on K Road, the first Friday of every month. And then the rest of the gigs are, are private or weddings and they're a little bit more scattered around. But you can always find me on the socials of, of where I'm going to be. Amazing. So, hey, you guys, if you love this interview, you can give Gemma some love. You can go and like or follow her on Instagram and all the places. And if you want to book her, do you do like birthdays and, and such? Yep. So I um, I create bespoke shows as well. So I do weddings, 21st, birthdays, corporate events. Um, I, I'm working with an artist doing um, music for him. Anything that you like. Uh, I have been doing this for 22 years, so I'm very versed in many different styles of music and genres and I can tailor it to whatever your um, unique event is no matter what age race you know desire you have I'm I can I can do it all <laughs> <laughs> love it love it all right before we wrap things up is there anything else you want to add around the topic of expressing your authentic self sure um I think we just all need to remember that we're all human and we all deserve love and respect uh, we're all created uniquely and we all have something special and amazing to offer the world. So just, you know, keep keep looking on the bright side of life, keep being positive, tuning into yourself and just show up because you, you just might surprise yourself. Awesome. Well, in a minute, we're going to go to a song that Gemma actually wrote and is singing. So do you want to give us a little bit of a insight on that? Yes, sure. So um, this next song, uh, the, the song, <laughs> is called Share Our Land, Holding Hands. And there was actually a post that was put out. A friend of mine, Will Watson, created a documentary called Soldiers Without Guns. Definitely go and look it up and watch it. And it was about a country, that uh, Papua New Guinea, I believe, that had uh, almost 20 years of civil war and 17 failed peace attempts. And New Zealand came in. Um, and brought peace to this country, not using any weapons, but just using culture and guitars and singing and bringing people together through music. Uh, he put a post out and he asked, is there anyone out there that could write a song um, on the, the divine feminine energy and bringing people through 
um, connection and music. And within five minutes or 10 minutes of the post going out, I, I thought, yep, I'm interested. And then my guitarist messaged me and said, hey, I've already written like a song just like this. Um, and he sent it to me. And within 20 minutes, I had downloaded and channeled these words. And the, it all came to get very, together very quickly. And it's a yeah, song of like unity and coming together and yeah, being as one. Ooh. Well, I think it is high time for the Divine Feminine to um, unite the people once again. Yes. Thank you 100%. so much, Gemma, for joining us today. Thank you for having me, Nat. It's been a pleasure. All right, everyone. Here it is. Enjoy the song.
You're listening to Up Your Brave on RCR, Reality Check Radio.